I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard, and you are listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Welcome back to another episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. Today, we are talking about creative inspiration. As creative people who like to make things, Anna and I love inspiration. But inspiration is also fickle and frustrating when we can't find it. So we're going to talk about what inspiration feels like to us, how we have to grapple with the feeling of being uninspired, and what some of the things we do to get inspired are when we're feeling uninspired. So before we get into our discussion of creative inspiration, Anna, what socks are you wearing today? I am wearing a pair of knee-high smart wool socks, and they are kind of brown and gray and black. They have kind of a weird design. They have like some antler-like things. Mm. They have some flowers. And you may be wondering, Anna, why are you wearing knee-high <laughs> smart wool socks in the spring? <laughs> well, there's a snowstorm right now in Minnesota. Yuck. It's unfortunate. It's April the 3rd, and it's snowing. <laughs> Apparently, it's... Like, the coldest April we've had in, like, 20 years or something. So, I'm dressing warm today, but uh, I feel like because my socks have some little flowers on them, I'm channeling my desire for actual spring. Nice. Calling it in with your sock choice. Indeed. Very nice. What socks are you wearing today, Maria? Well, it's funny that you mention antler shapes on your socks, because my socks are blue and purple, and they have moose on them. <gasps> nice. Wait, or maybe they're not moose. I like to say moose, but I think they're actually, I don't know what they are. Some sort of large, four-legged, furry animal with antlers. So these were a Christmas present from my brother. And they not only have a ribbing around the middle of the sock, which I quite like. We've discussed this before. They also have padding on the bottom of the sock, like the sole of the sock. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that existed. But apparently it does. And it's really great because my feet feel like really cozy and cared for and soft and cushiony. And I really like it. And I was also kind of thinking about the weather when I chose these because. It snowed here yesterday also in Massachusetts. It snowed a little bit today, but it was mostly rain. But yesterday there was a coating of snow when I woke up, which was very weird because the day before it was kind of wormish and sunny. But I was thinking these antlered creatures are very New Englandy looking. And that's a very New Englandy thing for it to be. Warm and sunny, and then it snow the next day. Yeah, so. indeed. Also, well, I like I the feel cushiony. Like, yeah, bottoms. <laughs> I feel like we have a connection because of our antlered socks. I think we do. I think we were thinking along the same wavelengths. 
Yes. Creative inspiration in our sock choice. Maybe we're sharing the same... What? The same vein of inspiration floating through the air. Maybe. It's a good segue to our discussion on creative inspiration. It is. I think we should start with what does that even mean? Like, what is creative inspiration? What do you think when you hear inspiration or inspired, Anna? That's a good question. Um, when I think about it originally, I think of like the little cartoons where a character has like a little light bulb above <laughs> his head. It's like, oh my gosh, I have an idea now. And now I can fulfill myself with this idea and follow through on it with whatever project I'm working on. Um, which is sometimes the case with creative inspiration. I think sometimes you have a moment of inspiration and it fuels you for a long period of time and manifests itself into some creative product that you're really proud of, which is super cool. Um, but sometimes inspiration can be, I think a lot of times, inspiration can be much smaller in things that we see every day or things that we jot down once in a while that kind of catch our eye, things like that. Um, the less kind of glorified types of inspiration. But I think any type of inspiration is some kind of outward source that allows us to develop some sort of idea or concept or at least contribute something from that inspiration to something that we're working on. Yeah. I like that you made the difference between like a bigger, more dramatic looking inspiration and sort of smaller ones. Because I think a lot of the time, you're right, it doesn't look quite so dramatic like the light bulb popping over your head it's more like you said the little moments kind of day to day varies in magnitude right i feel like we get like a few of those light bulb moments once in a while like in our lifetime yeah like a lot of so many of the light bulb moments and then in between that we have to kind of work at it yeah. Well, I think you have to be more aware, I guess, be paying yeah. attention to the little ones because they're not maybe as obvious, but I think they are That's a there. Good point. Whereas the light, the big light bulb ones, it's like very easy to pay attention to them and take action and think, oh, I have this really great idea. But even when you have those little ones, you can still, if you're just, if you're paying attention. Listen to that. No, one. that's a that's a really good distinction to make because sometimes I think lack of inspiration is not it's not any problem with our outside world or anything. It's like it's not like we're not interacting with inspiring things necessarily, but we might not be in a mental state to receive inspiration yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think that does go along with paying attention like you said i think the people who are best receptive to inspiration and creative thought are the people who constantly put themselves in that mindset and who constantly and actively try to live a life of 
creativity and imagination and they work their imagination. I think sometimes we we get out of practice with working our imagination and finding inspiration. Um and that's not a it's not a bad thing if you're out of practice. I am admittedly incredibly out of practice. <laughs> I've I have a very hard time finding inspiration. Um but I do think it's a good reminder to us that this isn't necessarily just a woe is me situation. Nothing inspires me right now. There's nothing inspiring in my life. Um, because I think there's always things that can be sources of inspiration that we're interacting with. It's how we choose to interact with them. Yeah. Do you think inspiration always comes from things in our lives? Or do no. You think- okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I I think um a lot of what we think of as inspiration is like an outward thing. I think a lot of inspiration is an outward thing. We like see something and then we're inspired by it or we hear something and we're inspired by it or we have been interacting with things or people for a while and those interactions inspire us to do something. Um, But I think sometimes inspiration can be you sit down even though you haven't found any inspiration yet and you're working on your creative project and then certain you can start making connections and then something will come up that will kind of act as an inspiration. But it came about because you were actively working on the project that you were doing if that makes sense yeah, i don't know if that makes it does. sense i feel like you can kind of like stimulate your own inspiration yeah by just kind of like working your creative muscles sometimes yeah like it can be a more internal internally derived force yeah and sometimes i think we can have things in our life that can be sources of outward inspiration but they're not inspiring to us until we sit down and and really take time to think about it i guess if that makes sense that does make sense because i think there's a lot of stuff out in the world that could be inspirational and you know like there's so many inspirational quotes and people who are doing really cool work that can be inspiring but i think if you don't really engage with it very deeply i don't know how much that's actually going to like help you in your own creative work if you're just sort of passively consuming it like that right and i've been thinking a lot about this recently with just books i've been reading because well reading in general just makes me very inspired because i want to write and so reading fiction makes me super pumped up because i'm like oh my gosh i want to write something Mm -hmm. like this um but in regards to specific pieces of work i don't always know why they're inspiring to me it's just the fact that i know it was a powerful story and it somehow affected me but if i were to sit down and really kind of write my thoughts down about the book that i just read and some of the themes that came up to me and some of the things that i found really interesting about the way that that person wrote then maybe i could start seeing oh these are the things that i found most inspirational and maybe i can take a leaf out of this person's book and put it into mine if that makes sense yeah it does i think you're kind of pointing to the the facet of inspiration that can be sort of like something in the outside world showing us it's sort of a mirror into what we find exciting or interesting to work on yeah 
which I think can be really helpful because other people might be able to articulate or present ideas or material in a new way that is somehow familiar to you, but you wouldn't have articulated it that way. And that kind of makes new pathways in your brain, which I think is really I think cool. Yeah, I think sometimes that's the best kind of inspiration is um, when it's not necessarily a new idea or a new thing or a new concept, but it's someone taking a concept or idea that you're familiar with and then doing something new with it that soup that affects you in a really big way. I think especially because it's something familiar, but it's something new and it's something that they've changed and that's basically what inspiration is it's like taking something that you've interacted with and then kind of twisting it yourself and when someone kind of presents something that you are really familiar with and does that i think that can be really effective rather than just finding something that's like i find this really beautiful or really profound but i'm not really sure why and i haven't actually interacted with this before Mm -hmm. and those can be really powerful too but i think the the kind of new twists on familiar things can be really inspiring for us. Yeah. Well, and I think even the things that we find really powerful, but we don't know why I feel like that's maybe mirroring something back to us. That's just buried deeper that we're not Mm. like, we are familiar with it on some level, just not in a way that we can articulate it. I think that's true. Yeah. Because I think anything that does inspire us probably speaks to some familiarity of ours in some way. Otherwise, I don't think it'd be inspiring. I think that's a good point. And that's what I really like about like all the different kinds of art and creative work that I like. I think as when people present things that are somewhat familiar, but in a new way, or not even necessarily in a new, I guess it is a new way. They're just presenting it in some way that I hadn't quite articulated it before. I was thinking about that last night because I was watching Jerry Seinfeld, like some of his stand-up stuff. And I think a lot of comedians, too, and maybe particularly his stuff, but he's... The stuff that he's talking about is, like, so familiar. And he's doing this whole thing about laundry, I'm like, I am very familiar with laundry and how socks go missing and everything. But there's the way that he puts his spin on it. It's like so funny because it's so familiar. And it's like, why haven't I thought of that that way? You know? Yeah, I feel like, no, that's. Oh, yeah. I'm really glad you pointed that out. I feel like the funniest stuff sometimes is like the funniest tweets for me that I find on Twitter are the ones that articulate something that all of us do that none of us talk about but they do it in a really funny way and you're like oh my gosh i thought i was the only person (laughs) that did that but i'm totally not and the fact that you pointed out is hilarious and yeah that's right it's it's like pointing out something that's familiar to us but doing something fun and cool with it yeah Yeah. which makes us feel connected which i think is another part of inspiration and another part of the power of creative work is that it makes us feel connected to each other because we are, we do have a lot of shared experiences as humans. Yeah. Well, and I think that speaks to the idea of making creative art in kind of its essence, is that I think we always want to connect with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Through our art. 
So I have a question for you. Yes. In regards to inspiration and taking it from familiar things. So as much as inspiration is really helpful to us, I feel like sometimes we find things that are super inspiring and we're so affected by it. But sometimes it's almost discouraging because it's like, oh, there's one more idea taken away or I can't make something that good. Or if I just try to copy them, then it won't be original enough. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts about how to kind of deal with that problem? Well, I've definitely experienced it. (laughs) (laughs) I think most of us probably have. Yeah. I don't know that I would call that inspiration. Okay. I maybe I would put it more in the category of admiration, okay. which I don't think is necessarily the same thing. But the, there is some space in between that where like it is so good that it like I want to take action because of it. Yeah. So yeah. in that way it is kind of inspiration, but it's not it's not what I usually think of as inspiration, but it is somehow motivating. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, I feel like I I deal with this a lot with writing because I'll read a certain book and I'll think, oh my goodness, I loved that story. I loved how they told it. I loved the plot. I want to write a book like that and affect people the way they did. But it's like, how do I not use any how do i not use tropes or how do i not emulate the plot or how do i not use that kind of like outline while still kind of having some of the same aspects of it i guess if right, that makes sense you don't want to just steal what they did and, yeah and not that i want to copy them but it's like there's something about that story that i kind of want to retain in like my own writing and not that yes. it's that it's like a certain plot point or like exact wording but it's like i don't know this is a thing for me with like the harry potter series is like i don't want to write the next harry potter series or ever well that would be great but i don't want to (laughs) write harry potter or anything like the reason why i love it though and something that i would love to put in my writing from it is i think harry potter is really like homey it's always been like a very like homey and cozy book for me and i feel like there aren't that many books like that anymore so i'm like i want to write a book like that but i don't know how to do that and so then it's like this right. inspiring but also discouraging thing because I'm like, I don't know how to do that. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if I would call it inspiration either. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that is maybe a matter of. Well, for one, just reading more things or taking mm-hmm. in more different Things that, like, also have that aspect that you like and maybe doing a little bit of analysis in a way that will help you further your own craft in the direction that you want to go. And then also just making time to try stuff. Even if you don't know exactly what you're going for. Yeah, I think those are really good suggestions. For sure. Maybe easier said than done, but... Right. <laughs> Somewhere to start. Yeah. No, I like the idea. I like the idea of participating or taking in other art that's similar to that. Because then 
it's not like you're trying to emulate one thing. It's like you like something that all of these different things have. And now I can kind of like create something new that adds to this. Or yeah. Whatever. I feel like it's a little more accessible that way. I've had this fantasy that I haven't like tried to actually do, but I like writing music sometimes. I haven't done a ton of it. I do it every once in a while. But I have this idea that I think it would be really cool to like surround myself in a lot of the music I like, but very, very different styles of music for a while and just like like soak myself in all these very different styles of music and then try to write music and see what comes out. Because I feel like like the things that we create are definitely influenced by what we take in. And I just think that would oh, be yeah. a really interesting experiment to see what all those very different styles would result in. Cause like, obviously if I just listened to all my favorite folk musicians and then I tried to write a song, it would probably just sound like a folk song. Like it might be good, but it would just sound like a folk song. I just, so I just think it would be really interesting to try to, mix things up a little bit like that yeah i really like that idea that's really cool i'll have to try it sometime as an experiment <laughs> yeah well i think that's a really good way to generate like authenticity and originality because it's it's not too focused but it's like all these things that you want to emulate and find really cool but it's not like you can do all of them at once so you have to kind of make something new out of it yeah because yeah. of that and we've talked about this a little bit before, but I don't really think that any ideas are exactly original. I mean, I, th yeah. I think the originality is from how you put stuff together and how you present it. But it's not like that chord is, is like has never been used before because they all have basically all the ones that sound good. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. So I have, I have another question. Yes, I love that questions. popped up from this Ooh. discussion we've been having. So I've heard some people say, um, this is specifically from like fiction writers that I've heard, but I feel like it could be applied to a lot of different things. Like it could be applied to songwriting and stuff like that. Um, but some, I know some authors say that they can't read anyone else's work while they're writing a book because it's too like distracting or they think it's going to, take away their own voice and there's going to be too much of that work in their own work which i think is valid mm -hmm. um but i was wondering if you thought that that's generally a productive or unproductive attitude or if it's really individual and it just depends on the person or if and if we don't take in other art when we're making our own art like if we've taken in lots of art and then we're like okay I'm going to work on my own project right now and I'm just going to focus on my own project. How do we get inspiration then? I guess is kind mm -hmm. of my question when we're cutting ourselves off from other things, if we choose to do that. That's a really interesting question. I've heard even podcasters say that maybe just one really? that I'm thinking of, but yeah, but she was like, I can't listen to any podcast while I'm recording. Like I only listen to podcasts during the breaks and seasons. Which I thought was really? a really interesting approach. Okay. Because, right. I, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Continue. I really see the value in that because I think we are so influenced by what we take in. And if you 
I think that's particularly obvious if you are only taking in one, you know, like if you're only reading Harry Potter, then what you write is probably going to sound like Harry Potter. Like I said, if I'm only listening to folk music, my music is going to sound like folk music. So, and that might not be what you want. If you're trying to come up with something that's more like from your own authentic voice. But yeah, I don't know. I think that might just be an individual thing. Yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering. I don't know. But... Because and I yeah, also... I find that fascinating. It feels sort of artificial to, like, cut yourself off from a whole outside... Right. ...art. Well, and I'm worried if you were to... I think on one hand it's a good idea because I think it challenges you to really get inside of your own voice and get comfortable with your artistic voice. I think it's probably a good exercise with like developing your own artistic voice. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you were working on a really long project that was going to take a long time and you cut yourself off from other things, I'm worried that you would lose inspiration in the middle of it or you'd kind of get in a rut. That's possible. Whereas if you were taking in other things, you would kind of be able to add new things to your own work. And and, and I don't know if that's I think it is an individual thing, so I'm not, I'm not really sure if there's a right yeah, answer. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it might be individual. But I also mm-hmm. think, like, if you are trying to develop your own authentic voice, I mean, there's also a lot of value in trying to develop your artistic craft, which, like, maybe that's different in some ways than your voice. But I think in terms of developing your craft, there is a lot of value in observing and analyzing other people's work and seeing what you like about it and how they did things. Even if you're not going to do it exactly the same way, I just think that we, we can learn a lot from each other as artists and creative people. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And what you're saying also makes me think of, I don't know. So we've been talking a lot about like getting inspiration from outside sources which is a really interesting conversation, but it's like not even really what I was thinking of before we started recording this episode. That it's really, so in- yeah, it's so interesting because you have like this totally new perspective, which is why I like recording these with you. It's really interesting. But I, and I think that is a big part of inspiration. Yeah. I do get a lot of inspiration from other people's creative work. Um. But when I so was what thinking, were you thinking of? Yeah, right, go when ahead. I was thinking about inspiration <laughs> before we recorded this, I was thinking, I guess I have sort of a like spiritual, magical perspective on inspiration. I sort of feel like it's this force that's kind of inside us, but it's like part of the, like the part of ourselves that's sort of connected to the greater world and the collective human experience and so i sort of feel like it's i don't know it's sort of this thing that can it can feel like you know people say divinely inspired like sometimes Mm -hmm. it feels like that like something's just sort of coming through you and you don't really know where it's coming from and it just feels really magical and like it's like working through you in a way so kind of like creative momentum yeah sort of of like that i mean obviously but it's kind of like what causes that you're saying yeah 
Yeah, it causes yeah. the creative momentum, exactly. It's like this creative energy sort yeah. of thing. And like maybe you need to interact with the outside world for that to be able to get to you. I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. Okay, yes. No, I'm really glad you brought this up because this is totally a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so continue. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons I really like doing creative work is when I get mm-hmm. into that sort of flow state where I feel yeah. like like often when I start a drawing, I don't I don't know what I'm even drawing exactly. Like I have an idea, but I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know where it's going to end up. That happens with poems too. I'll start with like a line that I think sounds cool just because I like the rhythm and I have no idea where it's going to go. And then it just like happens. And the thing with creative work is that I, I guess I trust the process sometimes more than other things that I do that are less creative because I do have that sense of inspiration, some sense of like guidance that's sort of coming from within me, but like from sort of a, like a grander part of myself. Yeah. This is a very <laughs> elusive thing. It is. <laughs> or it can be. Especially because we can't even define it. Right. We still don't know what <laughs> like, it is. We've been talking but for I know what, what you half mean. an hour. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, so, okay. This just, a bunch of, like a million questions just popped in my head. <laughs> So, okay, how, uh, okay, what, what have your experiences been with it? Like, how, how do you think, I mean, I don't think we can answer this, but do you have any insights as to like how we channel this or how we find it more often, or if we don't find it more often and sometimes we just have to work even though we aren't inspired, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's a good question. I think part of it is probably just like making time to do the work yeah even if you don't necessarily feel inspired because if you're not making that time and space for yourself for inspiration to come to you then it's not gonna come like it's not gonna get to you if you're just keeping busy doing other things well i think it's a positive feedback kind of thing too yeah if you're gonna work at if you're gonna work on creative things more then you have a bigger chance of finding inspiration because you're just doing it more. Yeah. Rather than if you just wait for it and work in these little spurts. It's also really hard to hone your craft that way, too. Yeah. Well, and I kind of think of it like, you know, like if you're taking the time to honor inspiration when it does come to you and you are like, if you have a little idea, you listen to it and you like make something based on the inspiration then i feel like it's more likely to come back to you like wouldn't it want to come to somebody who is gonna like put it out into the world if we think about it as sort of a personified force of some kind oh that's interesting so do you think like inspiration like rewards people who are putting in the effort or the creative thought that's an interesting way of putting it i don't know if reward that might be a little hippy dippy but like you know what i mean yeah yeah i kind of do feel like that yeah like the universe is yeah is giving back to i mean i'm into all of the hippy dippy things so yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i mean that's kind of who we are but 
I do kind of feel like that. And I feel like a lot of my ideas on inspiration have been influenced by Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, which we've mentioned before. Yeah, I need to read that. It's really good. I think you'd like it. It's on my list. Mm -hmm. But she definitely talks about inspiration or creativity, at least, as sort of this, like, thing that wants to come to you, but, like, it needs you to be there for it, you know, to put it out in the world. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, I really like that. I do, too. I feel, okay, I feel like I'm gonna, I I feel inspired by this conversation. (laughs) inspiration. Yeah. I don't know, because I feel like I've always thought of inspiration as, like, welp, it might happen sometimes, but good luck if it doesn't, so you might as well just keep working, but then I get kind of discouraged because if I'm not inspired, it is really hard to work. Yeah. And I don't... And I know that if you if you keep working, it'll get easier, but it's still I still don't look at it as a guarantee of inspiration. I think I just look at it as it gets easier to be in a routine and you're not necessarily going to always make good work, but at least you'll be making work and getting better at it. But I like the idea that if you're more open to creativity and if you're practicing it more, it's going to reward you somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I like like that idea. And also, so related to the idea of, like, I don't know, the idea of inspiration sort of being a result of being connected to some sort of, like, deeper part of yourself that's also connected to the universe and everybody else and everything else. I think, like, other sort of activities and practices that get you in touch with your, that, like, inner voice and that deeper part of yourself like when we were talking with eva about meditation and journaling and how those things like slowing down and listening to your intuition i think intuition and inspiration are very intertwined yeah okay Mm -hmm. and i think when you take the time to like slow down quiet down like quiet your chattering mind a little bit so like whatever that means for you maybe it's meditation or yoga or journaling or being outside in nature or just relaxing but i think those activities that kind of put you in touch with that part of yourself you're more like where you're more in touch with your intuition or something that's not your mind and your ego quite so much i think those are also the things that put you maybe in touch with inspiration. Yeah. No, I like that idea too. I think because it is so abstract, it's just hard to know what to do sometimes with mm-hmm. it because it feels so out of reach. But and and the the idea of getting in touch with your intuition is abstract too. I mean, sometimes oh, yeah. you just it's really hard to do it. But I think the uh, trying to open yourself up a little more i think if you can really be in at least try to be in the mindset of being accepting and ready to receive some kind of creative ideas or or try not to force it then i think it'll be it'll come more easily but yeah it's a it is a meddlesome force it is So is there anything that, like, when you're not feeling inspired, that you feel like helps you to feel more inspired or has helped? Well, 
the thing that's always helped me feel more inspired is taking in other work. Yeah. I mean, that, well, that always, that doesn't necessarily inspire me in a specific sort of way, but it always reminds me of why I want to create. I guess. Yes, I can definitely relate sense. to that. And it, it doesn't even always motivate me to do creative work, but it it gets me thinking about it and gets me like back in that mindset and reminds me why I want to do it in the first place and kind of like the effect that I want to have with it, if that makes sense. Um, But I think... I think changing things up can help. I think getting in a rut too much is it, it threatens creativity. And not that like routines and ruts are bad either because routines are good. Like I need routines. But I think when we change them up and or at least change some things up or go out of our way to be ready for something new or get out of our comfort zones a little bit. That's where we find more inspiration. I also think inspiration or creative thought comes more easily from changing up routine or getting out of ruts rather than staying in our routines all the time. And the thing, the thing that's hard about that is that routines are really good and I need routines to operate, and getting out of routines is really hard because it affects our body and our mind, and we need it for our lifestyle. But I do think it's really hard to conjure up creative thought when we're really stuck in routines. I just have a hard time with that. I feel like creative thought and ideas come from changing things up. I mean, that's kind of the nature of creativity, and I think it comes from getting out of your comfort zone or allowing yourself to be in a situation where you know creative thought will come more easily and that sometimes means being uncomfortable, I think. And it doesn't have to mean that, but I do think if whenever I'm totally just in my routine all the time, that is not the best way to be inspired because I mean aside from your creative work, it makes the rest of your life feel kind of stuck so it makes it really hard to be creative and i think there are ways to change up routines without completely threatening them to that kind of is more conducive to creative thought i guess yeah i agree with you and I think that's one of the reasons why looking at other people's work is helpful in terms of finding inspiration, because it does kind of get me out of a rut sometimes, yeah. you know, like my, if I just sit down to draw, I like, I have a style of illustration that I kind of tend to fall back on. But if I see what other people are doing in illustration, but then also in other art forms, like what subjects they're using, what styles they're using then it breaks me out of my creative ruts. It gives me some new ideas for stuff to try. For sure. Yeah. And then even just doing other stuff, too, like you were talking about, can be helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what are some ways that you 
kind of orient yourself in order to better receive inspiration? Well, those are definitely big ones that we've been talking about, like just trying something different and looking at other people's work. And in terms of trying something different, sometimes that just means taking a break. Like if I just feel like I'm trying to force something, if I'm trying to write something and it's just not coming out the way I want it to and it feels like it's taking forever and I'm feeling uninspired, sometimes I need to just stop and do something else for a while. Like maybe go for a walk outside or work on a different creative project or just go like eat lunch or something and then come back to it later. Yeah, for sure. No, I I, I think I think also being in a rut or focusing on one thing for too long can kind of you can kind of get in your own head and then pursue this one thing and then go back to it and realize that there were opportunities that you missed or that you want to change something about the work which is obviously fine but i think it precludes us from seeing other opportunities and ideas if we get too in our own head or too much in a rut yeah yeah well and taking a break and getting out of your routine kind of allows you to see the situation with fresh eyes with a new perspective yeah which can be very useful and as much as we've talked about trying to find our own voice and the balance between taking inspiration from others and not sometimes i think trying to copy others work can tell us something new about our own creative voice and vision Mm -hmm. and not that we would necessarily use that in a product but i think if we if we try to copy others work as an exercise it can kind of teach us something new about our own our own voice or it can open us up to this idea that we did not think of before and suddenly you have this new inspiration that you can kind of run with. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think copying kind of opens our eyes to more possibilities for how to do things and you can kind of get into the more finer details of how somebody did that thing and you can take parts of it and use them in new ways in your own work. So copying is helpful and along those lines taking classes sometimes can be really helpful like i took a pastel class last spring which i found really useful just like to kind of give me a new idea to or a new way of approaching certain artistic situations and even like looking up how to do something on youtube And watching somebody else's technique and seeing how they do it. And like watch a couple of different videos and see how different people do it. For sure. Yeah. And I think another thing is collaborating with other people or talking through your ideas with other Mm -hmm. people or sharing your drafts and and preliminary work because other people's opinions provide a plethora of new ideas and feedback on what you're doing and can totally give you brand new ideas and uh can give you thoughts on how to change something that you're doing in a really good way yeah yeah i agree and one other thing that helps me that we've talked a little bit about before also is revisiting old material so like old things that i've created old things i've written or drawn and sometimes making an updated version of the same drawing or taking kind of the same character or feeling from that work and making something updated 
can be a really good way if I just like I want to make something, but I just can't think of any ideas for what to make. Yeah, that can kind of get me out of a rut. Well, I'm glad you pointed that out because so I before I came to college, I had this goal that I was going to print off all the things that I wrote in my childhood. Because when I was little, I would write these stories, but I would type them up on the computer. So I still have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But I would type like a chapter up and then I wouldn't go back to it. But I would do it a lot. And so <laughs> that sounds my goal before coming to college was to print all of them off and put them in a binder and have them in my dorm room so I could use them as inspiration. And not even the like... And, and it could take the form of reading them and getting new ideas and and for for stories and things like that. But I also just wanted to use it as this idea that you really have wanted to do this for a long time and as a reminder to have me yeah. like not lose sight of that, I guess. Because especially uh, it's really hard because I, I have very little time to work on writing, especially because... I'm writing all the time at college, even though it's not fiction writing. It's like, I don't always want to write in my free time because that's what I'm doing academically. (laughs) So I haven't really done a lot of it in the past few years because of academics. And sometimes I need that push to remind me of why I want to do it and to make time for it. And so I think taking past work kind of allows you to not lose sight of the bigger picture and why you want to create yeah i think that's a really good point because i think especially when we're kids and we have these creative goals or interests we're more in touch with the fun behind it and less of the like sort of discipline hard work side of it that tends to creep in when we're adults and we want to maybe make something that we're going to publish or share in some way. So I think that that I think that sounds like a good way to get back in touch with that part of your creativity. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I also think that might even be kind of inspiring to see how many ideas you've come up with in the past. Like, maybe they're not all things that you would want to pursue now, but you can look through it and be like, I thought of all these different things, and if I thought of that many things, I must still have things in my brain that I could pull out and make into other stories. Yes. It just reminds me of, or reminds you of your, like, your potential to create stuff. Right, yeah, I think I always... I always kind of get in my own head and think that I've kind of lost my sense of creativity or inspiration. But if I look back at that stuff, I know that I can find it again, I guess. Because I've done yeah. it before and I've I've made creative thought a habit. And I used to just be playing as a little kid and some idea would pop into my head and then I'd go to the computer and sit down and type it out and I would just do it. Yeah. So this week, we would like to ask our listeners to share with us your favorite ways to encourage creative inspiration. So what do you do when you feel like you want to make something, but you don't have an idea? Do you like to look at other people's work? Do you have 
particular places you like to go? Do you take a break or do you do something else that we haven't talked about? We would love to hear your ideas. So you can send us an email. You can get in touch with us on social media. Let us know. And Anna, do you have a quote for us today? I do have a quote. Uh, my quote is from Jean-Luc Godard, and he says, it's not where you take things from, it's where you take them to. Which I, I like, because I, I think it's good to acknowledge where we take inspiration from, and I think it's good to be in touch with those things, and inspiration is really important, but ultimately... It's how we use the inspiration. And sometimes sometimes you don't need the kind of inspiration that we think we need in order to create things. I mean, ultimately, it's you need a work ethic and a passion and some kind of vision and you can make it happen. And I think we forget that. And I think that quote speaks to to that ability. Yeah, like. I love inspirational quotes. That's why we end every episode yeah. with one. I love those. But like, sometimes you just need to do yeah. the thing and stop looking up the inspirational quotes. <laughs> you have to take exactly. action. So yeah. I like that. So I think it's I think it's a good reminder of that, and it still acknowledges that we take things from everywhere. But ultimately, we've got the creative power. And it's we have to do the grunt mm-hmm. work. The inspiration isn't going to do it for us. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And next week, we will be talking about self-care. So please tune in for that for a very stimulating discussion. Oh, yes. And please subscribe to us in the meantime on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And please leave us a review on iTunes if you've been enjoying the podcast. It's very helpful, and they're fun to read also. You can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 031. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. And we would love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us at neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com. Or on Facebook and Instagram at Never Wear Boring Socks. Or on Twitter at No Boring Socks. Many thanks to Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, for being our audio editor. And to him and Martha Barnard for helping us with our music. Thank you so much for listening this week. And until next time, never wear boring socks. <laughs>